Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, baby. It's time to settle down. Settle down. And listen to the soothing sound. Oh, yeah. This. Oh my god, this! Oh yeah, this. Oh yeah, this. He's on a roll. Hello, and welcome back to On a Roll, where we take an unhealthy obsession in an actor's filmography. My name is Tom, and joining me as ever is the wonderful, lovely, a little bit cheeky, all round amazing, fan dabby dozy, and phantasmagorical. Emma, what the heck was that word? Phantasmabolical. <laughs> Phantasmagorical. Phantasmagorical. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, did you just call me a bollock? I'm going to have to think of an even better one to, to beat it next week. I don't know that that's a real word, but thank you. It's nice to be here, Tom, as usual. As per usual. Um, this, this is our penultimate week, Emma. I can't believe it. Did you hear that? That was that was my heart breaking. <laughs> it was such a lot. It was almost definite, <laughs> it has to be said. Uh, I had to take my headphones out. <laughs> Fucking hell, Jesus. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, we've... We've almost reached the peak of uh, of the summit that is Robert Pattinson. It's it's felt at times like we'd never get here. It it really has. Like it's it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Occasionally, well, like they say, it, it's always going to be an uphill str- struggle. It's always going to be an uphill. I don't know the lyrics. Is this Miley Cyrus? You're trying to by do? Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. There's always going to be another mountain. I'm always going to make it move. There's always going to be an uphill battle. Sometimes you're going to have to lose. Doesn't matter how fast you get there, and it doesn't matter what's waiting on the other side, Tom. It's the climb. I mean, that that moves me in ways <laughs> that that I can't describe. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. I'm here all day. Would you like to explain for anyone that's listening for the first time on our penultimate episode of this series? I should say. I've said it's our penultimate episode. It's not our penultimate episode ever. <laughs> That'd be You'd ridiculous. You'd like that, wouldn't you? We're doing this until the end of time. <laughs> We're doing this until one. We're of in us this dies. for the long haul, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to explain what this podcast is about? Yeah. So this podcast is about movies and actors. Um, each series, we will choose an actor and we'll watch all of their films in order, and we'll talk about them in order. Um, season one, if you haven't noticed from the title of all the episodes, has been about Robert Pattinson, um, which was a fan favorite of mine. Probably my choice, to be fair. Yeah. Would you say that's still the case now that we're eleven episodes deep? <laughs> Honestly. I am so sick of him. There's no other. There's what no you, other words to what, say. What are you sick of? I know. I know you struggled a lot this week with the films that we had to watch, and <laughs> as I believe. I, I hope I'm not misquoting him here, but your your boyfriend said if one of these films was shit, then he was done with him forever, and he wasn't watching anything, even the Batman. Yeah, he's yeah. He said that. Um, so at this point, we'd watched the first two films this week. We were due to watch The King, and he said if The King wasn't good, he's sworn off Batman, um, sworn off Rob forever, 
um because i mean for me it's like yeah i have to watch these films for the podcast but he doesn't really get anything out of it <laughs> he just has to I mean, watch sometimes them. you get a hidden gem yeah you do occasionally very very rarely yeah to be honest with you it's it's got easier for me there was a bit there was a bit midway through where i thought you know oh god what have we done <laughs> oh jesus oh no oh <laughs> and it, it was it was a genuine physical pain <laughs> to have to watch him week after week yeah but i think you know i've gone through the seven stages of grief and i'm at acceptance now do you know what i mean like what you've accepted I've made, the... I've made peace with his face with his chiseled features yeah with his weird acting you know yeah I'm just tired of him masturbating on screen. Exactly. We both went there because we were both thinking it. I'm just tired of seeing him cranking one out. That's the only thing. I'm tired. He's come so far from Little Ashes. There was a time where he was so nervous about doing it that he couldn't fake it and had to do it for real. And now he's just (laughs) whacking one out every film. (laughs) Sometimes several. Sometimes. You know what I mean? You might say he's got too comfortable with it now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm beginning to wonder how often it's actually written into the script and he just goes, should I? Should I just wank here? Should I... Look, I, I feel like this scene's just missing a bit of je ne sais quoi. <laughs> um, so how about I give it a bit of je ne comme quoi? Oh, um, God. We are not even five minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> look, well, we're gonna, we'll get to the film with the wanking in first, um, just to get it out of the way. Yeah, oh, God. Because as always, listener, there is one. There is one with wanking. There's always wanking with Rob. <laughs> Is that a new segment? Yeah. Wanking with Rob. (laughs) (laughs) That noise was horrendous. (laughs) Oh, Um, God. So, should we get get into it? Yeah, let's get straight into it. The the films that we've watched this week, as you'll know from the title of this episode, are uh, The Lighthouse, The King, and then, just to break the tradition of it beginning with the, but we can call it the, the waiting for the barbarians. Um, <laughs> the waiting for barbarians. Yeah. Uh, and I actually, for the first time, I think for the first time ever, I watched them in order this week. Did you? I watched The yeah. Lighthouse, then Barbarians, then The King. Because we like, we like to talk about them in release order, um, but sometimes, most weeks, I've gone maverick and just watched them in whatever order I want, whichever one I think looks good, but I, I actually watched them in release order this I week. I usually... Um, I usually pick which one's shorter and start with that, <laughs> just to ease myself in. They're all pretty long in. this week. Yeah, I think the lighthouse is an hour and forty. So yeah, but getting yeah, into so that. Well, let's get in. Let's get into it. The lighthouse. Um, yeah, the lighthouse is a long hour and forty, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that is one of the longest, not that long films I think I've ever watched. And as well, just to set the scene, my boyfriend really did not want to watch it for whatever reason can't imagine why so i had to watch it by myself on my laptop with my headphones on like bose noise cancelling headphones so there was no getting away from what awaits and we shall discuss it now (laughs) so i um i did the same because you told me that this is how you'd watched it i watched it with headphones on as well just to um solidarity to to feel your pain very nice I'd already watched The Lighthouse previously, which I think for us is... Uh, is that a first? That it's a film that I've seen that you haven't? Um, other than probably Heroic The Twilights, Pattinson's. maybe. I don't think you'd seen all of them, had you? No, no, no. But I mean, usually you've, you've seen oh, yeah. the film and I haven't. Yeah. Uh, well, or, or we, neither of us have seen it, but this is the first where I knew what was coming. Yeah, yeah, that was a first, actually. So I've been looking forward to this because I knew the pain that awaited you. <laughs> now... 
it should probably be said that this is like I think this is a fairly well reviewed film. Yeah. Um, oh, like critically yeah. at least. Anyway, I can sort of see why. Like we'll obviously get into it, but yeah, it had it's reviewed really well. So. I mean, I had quite a few people saying to me who haven't seen the film, like, let me know how it is. I've heard it's amazing. And I was just thinking, gals, you don't want to watch this. <laughs> you really don't. So should we get into the the story of it? And then I, I, I will, will get into why I think that it's reviewed critically well. Because I think there's, like you said, there's a few reasons, isn't there? Yeah. But yeah, let's get into the story of it. Okay. So it's, it's two lighthouse keepers, or as Willem Dafoe, who is in this film refers to them wikis. They go to this lighthouse, uh, and they're they're going to be there for four weeks or something. I'm not entirely so- sure where it is. I know it's set in 1890, I believe. It looks very chilly, maybe like Scottish Highlands. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to tell off both of their accents. Yeah, where it's supposed they are, to be. They've got some weird accents for sure. So like Willem Dafoe is is a bit like uh, what's I don't know what the word is. But he's like a an old seaman, isn't he? <laughs> he sounds like it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I said seaman. Um, <laughs> oh God, it's too easy. I'm not even going to. Seafarer. I'm not even going to comment on it. Is that better? Yeah, <laughs> a seabird. <laughs> he sounds almost like imagine like a stereotypical pirate. He sort of sounds like yeah. That. And then Rob is doing some weird ass accent. Yeah, what is Rob like? I don't understand how Rob ends up there. Is he just like on work experience or something? <laughs> he's he's new to the company. Yeah. Um, but so his accent. This I've got this fact because I was I've got in my notes what is this accent supposed to be because it sort of goes all over the place. Yeah. But it, Robert Pattinson's accent is based on a very specific area of Maine farming dialect, so Maine in America, because mm. his character is supposed to be American. I didn't know if you noticed that he went sounded American at points. Yeah. Um. Oh, and there we go. Well, Willem Dafoe's is the jargon of Atlantic fishermen and sailors of the time. Um. Apparently, the director was very precise about their accents and line delivery. So he would, for example, give instructions for them to say the second sentence of your third line 75% faster. That's how like precise it was. That's quite cool, actually. Fair enough. Uh, so anyway, they're at this lighthouse, and obviously Rob's a new kid on the block, and Willem Dafoe is just bossing him around, telling him to do all this Willem shit. Willem Dafoe is a... F- oh my God, like, we can get into it more, but... He just farts all the time. He farts all <laughs> the time. It's like fucking Rick and Morty. So do you, do you want to know why those farts are in there? Yes, I suppose. <laughs> so so first, of, first of all, they were added in post, so none of them happened while they okay, were filming. Okay, that makes me feel better because I was like... <laughs> and secondly, um, farts or the farts that are used didn't pre-exist on a sound library that they had, so they had to create them specifically for this film. Are they real farts? But the sound... The sound director won't disclose. He said on that he'll never give up the secret of how they made the sounds. You're kidding me. Oh my God, that's such a mystery. I really want to know now. How did they make those farts, Tom? Yeah. I need to know. Um, and but, but also the director. So his two brothers wrote, and I think one of them directed and worked with his brother to write it. Yeah. Um, they'd previously made a film in 2015 called The Witch. I have seen that. So I was... Yeah, I was ready for how fucked up this was going to be. So they were like, um, that was such like a harrowing and horrible process. They're like, so if we're going to make another horror film, I want to at least be able to laugh at it. So they put in the farts <laughs> to like lighten the mood. Do, do you know what, though? I bet it did lighten the mood for them. But for me, it was just making me gag. <laughs> it was legit making me gag. And I am, I'm not adverse to like toilet humour. 
Like, I have very lowbrow sense of humour, but I think it was just paired with Willem Dafoe's character, who was just vile in every way. It was yeah. just like, I bet his farts stink of just, like, rotting salmon. Well, we can we can get onto that. Um <laughs> anyway <laughs> i've got a lovely i've got a lovely quote oh god um, okay so so he boss he bosses rob around a load um but he's like no no the looking after the actual light is my job and then there's just lots of them sitting around in the lighthouse oh also for anyone who's not seen it or doesn't know anything about this film it's shot in black and white in like square like aspect ratio so like whatever, an old-fashioned yeah. old-fashioned film as soon as I put it on, I was just like, "Of course, this is square. Of course, it is." <laughs> well, apparently, it was to um to like emulate films of the time. I mean, uh, to be more fair accurate to that. Um, but but it also does add to the atmosphere of it, doesn't it? Yeah, it was the way it's shot and like the attention to detail is brilliant. It's almost too good. Apparently, the um the studio that produced it i think it's legendary pictures mm-hmm. they were like they were trying to convince them to film in widescreen because they were like the sets are too nice and too detailed for you to be using this closed off aspect ratio and they were like no 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 we're gonna do it in in this aspect ratio but apparently that was to make it feel more claustrophobic yeah it, um, it did and all this it which did it definitely really well does. yeah jesus but so do you know what the more i talk about the more i like this film when i when <laughs> I'm I starting to talk myself it, into I was it like, I was like, ugh, ugh, that was such a horrible experience. But now I'm kind of like, good, it's meant to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How clever. So, so he's busting him around. Uh, he won't let him actually look after the light. He's like, no, that's my thing. And then they have a bit of an argument when they're eating together because he yeah. doesn't like his lobster or something. So Willem Dafoe like, curses him, basically, I think. Curses Robert Pattinson. And then he also warns him because Rob's getting attacked by a seagull. Or like being bothered by a seagull. Very he just bothered. gets in his just gets in his way a lot and won't go away. Um Oh, and prerequisite. It's done it does the classic thing from like the shining, where William Defoe's like, Oh, my previous um lighthouse keeper, uh he went insane and killed himself. But I'll just I'll don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, he just drops a little nuggie in there and then he's just like, crack on, yeah. it's fine. But don't kill the seabirds or else. <laughs> yeah, so he says that you shouldn't kill a seagull because it's bad luck because apparently seagulls harbour the spirits of dead sea of dead seamen, fishermen. <laughs> um and then well, just you to stop. like just to cue things up, the seagull that's bothering Rob has one eye, one eye missing. And, uh, me, me and then later, later on in like a, I don't know if it's a vision or if it actually happens but Rob finds the body of the partner who died and he is missing an eye so I think it's sort of it's supposed to be that that seagull is that that spirit oh, or whatever spooky. anyway he keep, keeps bothering him getting in his way and eventually Rob just loses it and absolutely smashes the shit out of this seagull <laughs> I, he, like, I was grabs literally it by the like neck, just somebody, swinging it smashing it off this well somebody called Peter <laughs> That that was so, bad. Uh, I should say that no seagulls were harmed in the making of the film, um, and all the shots where Rob is like interacting with seagulls, they were all puppets, and then they were re- replaced with real seagulls later 
like after the fact so he was he never shot with an actual seagull okay that's good to know i mean i was under no impression that he was actually like wanging a real seagull against a rock but it's good to have that confirmed because you know me. yeah 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 <laughs> and then obviously as soon as he does this a storm sets in a massive storm because he's like angered the gods or whatever rob fucked up really he he really fucked up like he got told by willem the pirate and he did it anyway yeah what's it what are you doing rob what are you doing I literally told you not like I didn't have many rules. The only rules I gave you were don't go in the lighthouse. I know that's hard because you work in a lighthouse, but don't go in the light and don't kill a seagull. And like I can't tell you, I think every day of my life I've managed not to kill a seagull. Me too. I mean, yeah, every day. I know it's a struggle, but I manage it. Every day I wake up and I make that choice, you know, because I'm a good person. You know, I know everyone wants to kill them, but. (laughs) You, you just need to say to you yourself, just don't. no, no, dead semen, dead semen. Stop. Stop it, Tom, stop. So, but also, at this point, it's supposed to be only like one day or something from when they're supposed to leave. So they're like, oh, it's all right, we'll go home tomorrow anyway. And yeah. then they, the boat doesn't arrive or something. So they're like, oh, we're going to have to like last out a few more days. Then they get drunk and then Rob wakes up and Willem Dafoe's like... It's been five weeks or something. And you're like, has it though? Or has it? I don't know. Is he just trying to mess with his head maybe? Yeah. And then they they slowly start to lose their sanity more and more. Rob tries to to leave after he finds the body because um, he thinks that Willem Dafoe has like killed the, the previous guy. Yeah. It's unclear whether he has or not. I don't know. And then uh, when he's trying to leave in a safety boat, Willem Dafoe smashes it up with an axe, then chases Rob with an axe. And then they sort of like make up. And then they get get drunk again and Rob confesses that his name... Because he's been having like visions of this blonde guy. Mm-hmm. So he confesses that his name isn't what his name is. What he said his name is. And his name's actually Thomas something. Mm-hmm. And that he killed this guy in a previous job. Uh, and that's what he's like run away from. And then there's a really weird bit where Willem Dafoe's like voiceover is just going, Why you just spill your beans, Tommy? Why you just spill your beans? <laughs> Do you know what? That haunts me. <laughs> I've been thinking about that for days. <laughs> and then they're arguing and then he, uh, Robert is like obsessed with getting up in the lighthouse. So we've probably skipped we've skipped over a load of weird shit that happens. Yeah, but that's the main sort of highlights of the plot anyway. Uh, because Willem Dafoe like goes up every night and is just sat watching the light. And like you see him just like naked in front of the light and all this sort of stuff. There's a, there's a there's something that happens that we need to discuss in, right, in that yeah, area. I, I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> and that was uh, when I was like, I'm so done right now. I'm so done with this film. <laughs> <laughs> but I kept watching anyway because it's like entrancingly addictive to watch, even though it's yeah. so fucked. <laughs> it's very slowly paced, isn't it? As well, uh-huh. like. Not a, not a lot happens, or what? But what does happen happens very slowly, um, and then Robert is trying to find the keys to get into the lighthouse, in, into the light, because Willem yeah. Dafoe keeps them with him, and he goes in his like bureau or whatever, and he reads all the the logbook that he's been writing, and Willem Dafoe has been like writing him uploads of reprimands, and is like recommending that he doesn't get paid because he's saying that he's lazy and he doesn't do his jobs and all this. So Rob goes like mental. And like starts to to strangle Willem, <laughs> and like is this the scene where it happened? So previously to this, Rob was so when they first get to the lighthouse, 
Rob goes to his bed and he finds like a hole in his bed and he pulls out this little carved statue of a mermaid. Yeah. And then for the rest of the film, he has like visions of a real mermaid. Yeah. And also, let's just get it out there. He stands in a shed getting rained on, just just having a wank over this mermaid statue. Yeah. Um, and, and then he cries after it, which I get because it, yeah. it's embarrassing to do that. I get it. <laughs> The the shame yeah. the shame would hit you pretty well. It would. That mermaid then, like, screams every time. Well, most times when this mermaid is in a shot, she'll just scream like something from Harry Potter. You know, the little Grindy Lows. I was so yeah, scared. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's just coming for me. So no. he he likes he has a vision of her washed up on the beach, and he goes out to like rescue her, and then he realizes it's a mermaid, and he starts like feeling her up and stuff. Uh, um, it's and, gross. Uh, very extreme close-up of breast. Um, and it, he's, like, just feeling her up. And then she wakes up and he <laughs> screams right in the camera. And it's fucking weird. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> as he's strangling Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe, like, suddenly gets barnacles all over him and looks really weird. Yeah, and then um, she t- it turns into the mermaid. And she's... Does he start kissing her? And, or yeah. something? And then he, like, <laughs> stops... And then he like starts shouting at Willem Dafoe and makes him act like a dog. Oh my god, no! That was that was like Channel Four documentary level strange. He's literally got Willem Dafoe on a leash and he's like, "Roll over like a dog now, bark, bark!" I said. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. It's and then so horrible. He takes him outside and he digs a hole and fucking he makes Willem Dafoe get in the hole <laughs> and then he's shoveling dirt on top of him and Willem Dafoe's like delivering this monologue and there's just dirt all over his face going in his mouth it's so Ooh. horrible I was like because you see him like flick it out with his tongue and like, like play but you to see Willem it go Dafoe. in his mouth and he just doesn't react it's horrible oh god so for me the worst part of this film I'm just gonna get I'm just gonna say it the worst bit of this film for me is when there's a bit where Willem Dafoe is up in the light and Rob is underneath him and because it's a lighthouse it's like a um an almost grate so yeah. you can see through it and Willem Dafoe is cranking one out over the light and his male liquid <laughs> just descends right in front of Rob and it's so stringy and stretchy and then you look up and there's a fucking tentacle a giant tentacle. So am I to assume, Tom, that he has just been pleasured by a giant octopus or that he is a giant octopus? What is so, going on? So I read it as it was like slime off the octopus. No, that... Mm, Maybe that's mm, me just being naive and trying to make it better in my head. That was but, definitely not slime. Okay, that was I'll t- tell you what slime. that scene reminded me of. I've got here... Reminds me of the Half Blood Prince. You know when um, Harry so did, Harry's did in the we tower. We watch the same film. You know when Harry's in the tower underneath, yeah. and he's like looking up, and he can see um, Snape killing Dumbledore. <laughs> 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 it's given a new meaning to that. <laughs> oh my god! Thank uh, you for ruining Harry Potter more than yeah, J.K. No Rowling no did. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, there's a lot of tentacles in it. Just unexplained just tentacles. No, where to begin? Yeah, it's just absolutely hideous that bit. I was just like, I presumed that he he got knocked off by an octopus. But where did the octopus come from? That's this is the thing. I don't know. I really don't know. It's all so very strange, isn't it? 
Yeah. And then after he's uh, after he's buried, Willem, he goes back in the house, and then Willem is actually alive, and he hits him with an axe, and then Rob smashes his head in with an axe. Finally gets into the light. Is like There's a horrible bit where he's just stood staring into the light, and then the, the sound goes all really, like, weird and distorted. It goes like, um, if you've ever seen like an MLG YouTube video where they distort the sound just to make it sound funny. But it's definitely not funny because he's like screaming so loudly. He's just screaming and, yeah, at the top of his they've lungs. Distort- yeah, they've distorted the sound so it goes all like muffled and his face is like bright yellow because of the light. And you're just like, what the fuck? What is actually happening? <laughs> and then he falls down the stairs, breaks his leg. And then the next shot is just him on the rocks of the lighthouse naked getting his he's had his eyes pecked out and he's having his guts eaten by seagulls yeah i mean as he should because that's that's called karma baby don't and touch that's, the that's, the, that's, that's the end of the film <laughs> so apparently uh that is to why well, throughout the whole film he is supposed to be like representing prometheus i don't know if you know the story of prometheus um I do, but remind the listener. So he is, it's Greek mythology, he stole fire from the gods and gave it to man. Um, so obviously the fire being the light of the lighthouse. But then his oh, punishment yeah. was that he would be, he'd be. I think he was strapped to a clock or a time dial. This might be from other things that I've seen, but this is definitely his punishment. He was, for the rest of like eternity, he would have his eyes and liver and that pecked out by birds every day. Ah, oh, do you know so what? I hadn't picked up that um, the lighthouse was meant to be that, but now you've told me, that's pretty and that cool. Willem Dafoe's character is supposed to be some other Greek uh, person as well. But um, yeah, have, is there any other... Oh, I've got. I, te- um, I text notes. you about this. Oh, okay, you go. Mermaid vagina. Oh, yeah. How, per- how perplexing. When he goes um, and sees the mermaid on, on the beach... When he after, while he's feeling her up, he has a look downstairs and there's just a shot of of mermaid vagina, which is apparently based, uh, I read in my research that they based that on um, on a shark's vagina because they wanted to know how what a fish vagina would look like. And then they they made a model of it, obviously, so that you could see it in the, uh, the film. I would love to just be a fly on the wall in the costume slash prop department that day. I would love yeah. to. And then... And then and then the other bit that you wanted to talk about was mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe naked. In one of his visions, he like turn he he finds himself. Rob does, and he's fighting with himself. And then yeah. he turns around, and Willem Dafoe is there. And Willem Dafoe is completely naked, like lit by moonlight, looking at him. And his eyes are like light beams, and his they yeah. sh- they blind Rob. Apparently, that's to um, that's. Uh, like copying some artwork, a famous artwork, <laughs> so famous I can't remember the name of it. But, um, <laughs> hey, we're not we're not art. Um, what would you call it? Connoisseurs. Aficionados. Yeah, that's probably better. Connoisseurs just for food, right? I don't know. So I was taking notes through this because I knew you'd already seen it. So I thought I'm going to make extra effort because Tom's expecting me to maybe react a certain way. So I'm just going to read you my notes and just say what you will. Um, so I put the lighthouse is. At first, I put the ro- Rob carrying heavy things around. That's basically what I thought the whole film was going to be because I actually didn't realise it was meant to be a scary film. I had no idea. Did you not? No, I thought it was going to be like a drama or something. Oh, oh So I was dear. like, is this just going to be Rob carrying heavy things up and down the stairs? And then I put Willem Dafoe farting. And then I put 
H2O just add water, I was thinking, ooh, mermaids, mermaids, very cool. Um, And then it just goes, Rob facing off with seagulls, not Rob fapping again, somebody call Peter. Quote, if I had a steak, I would fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I've got that one. I've got that one. And then this was one of my favourite quotes. I don't know if you've got this as well. I can't remember when he says this, but he just, Rob says, don't be such an old bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember him saying that. I do remember him saying that. And then I put, not the yee-haw when he came. (laughs) When he comes, he goes like, yee-haw, and then he starts crying. (laughs) Isn't that what all guys do? Oh my God. So I've, I've got one more quote. Um, oh my god! Ooh, so when it, that's funny. and this this might this might take the crown for best Robert Pattinson quote ever. Is this the one that we've all potentially already messaged about? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh god, listener, hold on to your hats, okay? Hold so on I, to I'm, your I hats. might even try and do it in the in the voice it does. So it's preceded by so Rob is just like going off on one about uh, Willem Dafoe. He doesn't often have like big long soliloquies in this, but at this at this point he does. I think it's when he's found out that he's been slagging him off in his logbook. Yeah. And he's going on about how much Willem Dafoe stinks. <laughs> and there's a bit, he's like, you goddamn farts! <laughs> I hate it. And it, that's what he says. <laughs> that's how he says it. And then he goes, you smell like piss, you smell like jism, like rot on dick, like curd on foreskin, like hot onions, fuck the farmyard shithouse. <laughs> So Tom texts me that all in one and I genuinely for a split second thought it was the start of like a fairy tale of New York. <laughs> I was like, smell like pits, you smell like jism, like rotten dick, like curdled foreskin, like <laughs> onions, fucked a farmyard, shit house, fuck you. That's what I said the when boys you said that, of the NYPD choir. NYPD choir. <laughs> singing Galway Bay. So funny. Oh God. Oh, yeah, sorry. Me. Just in case, just in case that accent was undistinguishable the exact quote is you smell like piss you smell like jism like rotten dick like curdled foreskin like hot <laughs> onions fucked a farmyard shithouse <laughs> so yeah i was so blown away by that the only thing i managed to write was about the curdled foreskin so i'm glad you rewound it oh yeah, i rewound and quote. found the whole goddamn thing because that is oh beautiful. my god i wish that the topics and just the things we said were like a bit more family friendly but it's just impossible with these it's films it's impossible when you've got Rob in a film there's no way whacking his todge out every two seconds <laughs> tugging his nugs <laughs> oh god big tugs <laughs> tugging his nugs <laughs> uh, so this film could have been a lot more traumatic though for us so according to the director, the original script included a very juvenile shot of a lighthouse moving like an erect penis and then a short match cut to an actual erect penis. Oh my god. But the studio I got the studio wrong, it's New Regency and A twenty four. So you should have known that it was a horror film when you saw that it was A twenty four. I don't think I've seen do... anything that they've made, have I? Midsummer, all of all of those are A twenty four. Oh wow! So, uh, I think I think High Life is as well. That will probably be me not getting into the cinema until the film starts because I'm too busy going to get a Tango Ice Blast. So oh, God, I know, I know. But yeah, they said, "All right, we'll we'll agree to shooting it on 35 millimeter black and white and all that bollocks, um, as long as you cut the erect penis." <laughs> Fair enough. Because yeah. Fair enough. Have you seen The Witch then that they've also made? No, I've not. No. Two words. Demon goat. Oh, nice. Lovely. 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 
and then I, I, I briefly wanted to talk about this because I couldn't find any example of this uh, in the in the facts that I found. All I did find was that they decided to make this film when they found about a real found out about a real life tragedy in 1801, um, in which two Welsh lighthouse keepers, both named Thomas, which both of the characters in this called Thomas, became trapped on a lighthouse station during a storm. When one man died, it is said to have driven the other mad. Apparently that influenced them, as well as stuff from H.P. Lovecraft and stuff like that, which I guess is where the tentacles and shit come in. That's but cool. I know about this other lighthouse tragedy, <clears throat> and I was like, this must be where this is from, because this is really strange. Oh, what, so you knew about this, like, yourself? No, not, not, you not, that, not that lighthouse tragedy. I knew about a separate one, and I, oh. which I think makes a much better story. But it's called the, uh, I don't know how you say it, Eileen Moore uh, tragedy, or disappearance. So. Ooh. I'll just give you a little, Tell me, little yeah. breakdown about it. So, but this was in 1900, whereas the previous one was in 1801. So they they go to this this place on the uh, Flannan Islands in remote remote Outer Hebrides. Where's that? Uh, it's in Scotland, I want to say. Okay, I don't know. My geography is um, not very good. So anyway, that these they've come to take over from the previous lighthouse keepers, and they get there, and there's no one there. Oh. And I think some of the railings have been ripped off and stuff. And uh, once at the lighthouse, they noticed that something was immediately wrong. The door to the lighthouse was unlocked, and in the entrance hall, two of the three coats that were supposed to be there were missing. They continued into the kitchen, where they found half-eaten food and an overturned chair, almost as if someone had jumped from their seat in a hurry. To add to this peculiar scene, the kitchen clock had also stopped. No. Uh, They continued to search the rest of the lighthouse and found no sign of the keepers. They ran back to their ship and informed their captain, who they ordered a search of the island no one was ever found uh they sent a telegram back to the mainland this is what the telegram read a dreadful accident has happened on at flannan's the three keepers ducat marshall and the occasional have disappeared from the island on our arrival there this afternoon no sign of life has been seen on the island fired a rocket but as, as no response was made managed to land more and who went up to the station but found no keepers there the clocks were stopped and other signs indicated that the accident must have happened a week ago poor fellows they must have been blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane or something like that night coming on we could not wait to make something as to their fate i have left more mcdonald boymaster and two seamen on the island to keep the light burning until you make the other arrangements we will not return to the oban until i hear from you i have repeated this wire to moorhead in case you are not at home I will remain at the telegraph office tonight until I, it closes, if you wish to wire me. Ooh. So the log entries on the 13th of December dis, um, stated that uh, one of the lighthouse keepers, who was a seasoned mariner, was crying at how bad this storm was. It was like saying, we're going to wait out the storm and all this. Oh, jeez. They stated that the storm was still raging and all three men had been praying. They were praying that it would stop because they didn't think they were going to survive. And then the final excerpt log entry simply read storm ended sea calm god is over all what the hell dude do you want to know the best bit emma yes i do there was never any storm how what 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 that's give me the heebie-jeebies there was no no storm how do you know how do they know because it's like logged because because it was the lighthouse was visible from the mainland and no storm was recorded in the previous like four weeks oh my god what happened they don't know. They still they don't, don't know. know. No. That's no brought a little tear to my eye. But anyway, I thought thought that Holy was a story shit. worth sharing. No, I can't get my head around that. Oh my God. 
But I, I read that clocks. story just after I'd watched The Lighthouse the first time. I was like, that's, that must be what it's like. That must have inspired them. But no, there's nothing to do with it. The clocks. That's, that's what's blown my mind. Stop all the clocks. Um, anyway, <laughs> should we give wow. The Lighthouse a rating? Because I think we've gone on and on about it. Yeah, wow. Okay, yeah, let's, let's do it. Go. So our, our usual rating system is based on the actor that we've chosen's name, so Robert Pattinson. Uh, we usually opt for a pat on the back which is positive, or a shot on the back, which is negative. Yes. Or we base it off the lighthouse. Now, the lighthouse is really easy to come up with one for. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've probably got the same one. Is it the lighthouse or the or, shite house? Yeah, the shite house. Good. Um, I think it's a, it's a lighthouse for me. As much as it made me uncomfortable to watch, I feel like that's the point. So, yeah. yeah. It's I have come around film. on it talking about it, I have to say. And, like appreciating the artistic merit of what they did. Yeah, I wouldn't definitely. watch it again. I haven't watched it twice and wouldn't watch it again. I kind of want to, if I'm honest, just to pick up on all the things that you've said, but I probably won't. <laughs> yeah. Because it's quite traumatic, I must say. I'll give it a tentative lighthouse. Because it's not one that I actively enjoyed and it's not one that I'd watch again, but I can see that it's a good film. Yeah, Do you know for what I mean? sure. Yeah. Okay, so we, should we move on? Because we've spoke about that at length we spoke about it to the king the king yes the king the king a netflix film with timothy shamalama ding dong shamalama ding dong now this is the first thing that i've seen him in i believe Tam- yeah, Timothy Shamalama. really have you not seen um little women it's very good uh no I've, all the women i've seen are generally regular sized um ah <laughs> oh, there uh, is. <laughs> no but no i've not seen the film either it's really good it's really good so, so much so was did this become apparent that I'd not seen anything with Timothy Chalamet in that I thought the guy for the first five ten minutes of the film was Timothy Chalamet, and I thought he's doing a very good Northern accent. Oh right, yeah, yeah. It's not actually him. He looked like someone from Skins. I still don't know who he is, but yeah, yeah. So, the King is about uh, Henry V, and it's I don't know if you know this, Emma. It's loosely based... Is it the Battle of Agincourt or something? Agincourt. As so, Agincourt. I'm so fucking common, aren't I? The Battle no, of it's Agincourt. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am... Right. So it, it's based on... It's like a modern adaptation, but still set in the time period of Shakespeare's Henry history plays. Yep. So it like adapts Henry IV Part One and Two, and Henry V, mm-hmm. which being a... A thespian. I, I knew you'd love this. I knew you'd love it. Like I was watching I'm, it. I'm here for this film. Like I love it. Tom was going to love this. I liked it too. But I was like, as Tom is especially going to enjoy this film. It's just, it's got a bit of you all over it, hasn't it? Because um, whilst it's a, like a ad- modern adaptation, so it's all like modern dialogue, they do drop the occasional little cheeky little reference to um, to Shakespeare. There's a few lines in there that are from the from the Shakespeare plays. But I didn't realise that's what it was going into it at all, so I was quite happy to see that. It was only when um, Falstaff was in it that I was like, oh, this must be the Henry plays, because yeah. um, he's not a real person, he's just in the plays. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I really, really enjoy- know I really enjoyed expect. it. Yeah, I I thought it was really good. Like, the, the battle scenes were just immense. Like, the one at the end, obviously we'll get to it, but that was intense. It was long. It was a, bit, it was a long film, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that battle scene, they did a little bit of um, Game of Thronesy. It Bof. was, yeah. I don't know what came first, actually. 
probably Game of Thrones. But it, it's like the scene from the Battle of the Bastards. Where, yeah, I was um, thinking that. Rob is like getting crushed by the the armies, and he just like. It's, in fact, I think it's the exact same shot. It's like from above, and he's like looking up. Well, I was getting a bit of Game of Thrones from it anyway, but I think that's probably just to do with the fact that it's a similar like style. I felt like it it was it was much more like historically accurate though, like the armor and shit like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, So anyway, the story briefly, um, because it's quite a lot happens. Hal, uh, who's Timothy Chalamet, he his father dies, and he sort of like has to prove himself and become the new king of England. His father played by um, Ben Mendelsohn, and then he. Like Francis slowly starting to like mock him for being the new king and being young and inexperienced, so his advisors sort of slowly advise him that he should probably go to war with France, and then France France send a, an assassin to kill him. So he's like, right, okay, let's fucking have you lads. Let's go then. And then uh, he recruits his old mate Falstaff, who's like a drunk, to help him with like his battle plans. And then they finally they meet the Dauphinois potatoes. Um, <laughs> it's the Dauph. Dauphin, or something. Dauphin. That's Rob, a Dauphin. Yeah, and Rob he, and his little Bob. <laughs> they go and talk to him, and he's like, "Look, let, we don't want to fight." And Rob's like, "No, I'm gonna shit all over you, basically." Rob's like, "If you don't want to fight, that's because you're a pussy." But he, he says, says it um, in, a, in a French accent. <laughs> he says, "I'll drain your body of its blood and bury it under a tree, <laughs> a little French tree." <laughs> That's, that's what that he says. really made me laugh. <sighs> it's the little French tree that got the me. The little French tree. Because it, it, it was funny enough, I will drain your body of its blood and bury it under a tree. A little, a little French, French tree. tree. <laughs> and I said, um, is his accent better than mine? Um, do you know what? Actually, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> that, that, that's why I asked. That's not like me going, oh, come on. I'm amazing at a French accent because mine wasn't good by any stretch of the imagination. But I don't think it's that far off what Rob is doing in this film, if I'm honest. It's Rob sounded like he was doing a piss take French accent, which is what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. So they did end up sounding very similar. So I do like his hair. He's he's sort of transgressed back to where we started with Robert in films, Mm -hmm. where oh, this is Tom's hair corner. Sit on down. (laughs) Where he started off in most of the. The films that we watched to begin with, he had long hair, mm-hmm. and he has that again in this. But you can actually still see his face. Yeah, um, it's like a full-on bob. He had a fringe, and you couldn't see his face. He um, looks a bit like when Black Widow has a blonde bob. Yes, yeah, he does. But it's exactly def- def- what he looks definitely like. a wig. Definitely yeah, a wig. <laughs> and then he's like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shit all over you in this battle." Um, and they're not, they're not likely to win the battle uh, of Agincourt because they're greatly outnumbered. They're down the bottom of the hill, and yeah, it's just not looking good for them. But then Falstaff is like, "Well, no, actually, we have we can win because it's rain. It's already been wet and rained, so the water, the ground's already going to be quite sodden, and it's going to rain tonight because my knees aching." I love that old science of it's going to rain because my knees aching. It's like when people say when cows sit down, that means there's going to be like a thunderstorm or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's true. <laughs> and he says, if it rains, then the ground will be just absolutely just a swamp basically so he mm-hmm. says if we send out a load of guys in armor on foot to like tease them out and they'll come at us on horseback and in full armor uh and then we'll attack from the sides with men on foot who are have, who haven't got armor on we'll be like quick and fast and they'll they'll be just falling all over the place and won't have stand a chance which is what transpires so smart now just a little aside here the battle of agincourt is um like 
it's not my favourite bit of Shakespeare, but I love it in Henry V because there's this big there's this big long monologue performed by the chorus just before it um, that I I know it because I, I like um, I did it when I was at uni and stuff and I've also done it with students that I teach I, I don't you know just, if anyone knows that you just love a bit of Shakespeare I just love a bit of Shaky Boy <laughs> Bill Bill Shaky good old Bill um, Shakes but obviously on stage you can't you can't show what they showed in this film which is an epic battle scene yeah so there's this whole monologue performed straight out to the audience um now entertained conjecture of a time when creeping murmur and the pouring dark fills the wide vessel of the universe it's a great great monologue but then at the end of it i honestly for a split second thought you were about to do the whole thing and i was like no 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 comfy like okay we're gonna listen i can't to remember the whole monologue. thing <laughs> um don't tempt me don't tempt me <laughs> that'll be on um, our um patreon only specials from so. camp to camp through the foul womb of night the hum of either army stilly sounds at the fixed if you would sentinels. like to if you would like to pay monthly for the pleasure of listening to tom do shakespeare monologues let us know <laughs> i'll do it i'll do it like an only fans as well like <laughs> <laughs> that's what the people want tom yeah 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 they don't want no aubergines okay they want shakespeare <laughs> they don't want willie they want willie am <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, brilliant. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> at the end of this, at the end of this big speech, there's like to, like bigging it all up about what's to happen and like saying like the English are going to lose, blah 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 blah. They basically say, "Look, we haven't got the production values to show you this battle, so it's going to be a bit shit. So just bear that in mind before we show you this battle." Wow. So I, I really like that because it's just like Shakespeare holding his hands up and going, "Look, it's going to be shit, but just." Everything that I just described to you, imagine that it's like epic and shit. Like, but just what you're close about your eyes and just imagine it, yeah? Okay, cool. Yeah. Gl- Let's glad. just suspend our disbelief. Remember we're in a theatre and that there's only about six of us performing this play and there was like 800 people on the battlefield, thousands <laughs> of people, whatever. Let's just suspend our disbelief uh, and just go with it. Go with it, guys. Just all, just feel all it. jokes aside, you have to you have to respect him doing that anyway. Like You have to respect him writing it and going yeah this is how i want it to look but it's not going to so deal yeah, no, with it. That, that 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 is why i was just like props to you man props to what you what a guy now, uh, and then they win the battle and then the dauphin was <laughs> comes and challenges him to like a one-on-one battle because he previously challenged him to this and was like look let's save all this fighting and just do a one a man-on-man thing and then whoever wins wins mm-hmm. but he's like no why would i do that i'm gonna win anyway so screw you i'm gonna kill all you men as well but yeah. then he's like, no, okay, okay, let's have this battle. But Rob's in full armor, uh, and Timothy Shamalama Ding Dong isn't. And then he he goes to fight him, and you're like, oh god, the odds are a bit against him here. And then he just falls all over the place in the mud, and then uh, Timothy's men all pile on him and stab him to death. <laughs> Very good. Uh, now this Very is good this is historically technique. inaccurate. That's historically inaccurate. Yeah, the Dauphin Wars wasn't ever at the battle, mm. and he he died about two months later of dysentery uh, in real life. Oh my uh, god! But obviously what, that doesn't Timothy, make that Timothy Ding Dong. No, D- Dauphin was. Oh, the Dauphin. Wa- oh yeah, got you. Timothy yeah. Shamalama Ding Dong was at the battle. Well, Henry V was, but no, I meant did <laughs> did, did Le Ding Dong die of dysentery? But no, it was the Dauphin was got dysentery. Got you. Yeah, yeah. He was maybe never they at the battle. maybe they took the Dauphin was out of the oven too early, and that's why they got dysentery. <laughs> yeah, a bit a bit soggy. Soggy so potato. He, and then so then they take over France, and then he gets to marry the King of France's daughter, who is. Lily Rose Depp. Lily Rose Depp. She is very pretty. Apparently, they they started dating quite a bit after this film, so I don't think they can 
say that this film is what got them together. But she's like, why have you done all these things? Why have you killed all these people? And he's like, well, it was because of this. The Dauphin mm-hmm. sent me a ball and they sent an assassin to kill me. And she's like, a you ball. pissed off about a ball. Grow up. Dickhead. Yeah. And he never sent an assassin to kill you. And he goes, no, he did. And she goes, no, I was with the king when he found out about the assassin. And he was like, what on earth is he chatting? And she's like, so I know he didn't send an assassin. And then it he, it dawns on him that his advisors have been playing him. To try and, and get him to start the war. To try and get him to start an, a war. And he, he yeah. didn't want any of that. Um, so he feels a bit foolish. But this is also not historically accurate because I think two years later he invaded France again. So <laughs> he, he was just wasn't bored feeling and that he bad thought, about it. Oh shit, it's my annual anniversary. Time to invade France. Yeah, but... I really don't have many notes about this at all. I was just watching it. Yeah, I didn't make <laughs> any because I, so. I was just like, I felt like it was one of them where if you look away, you would miss something important because although it was long, it felt like it wasn't a drag. Yeah, like, no, it wasn't at all. Every scene had something in it and if you weren't paying attention, you would miss it. So yeah, my only note was um, Timothy Chalamet looks so much better with the haircut. Like... After yeah. he gets his hair cut and he comes out in his like king armor, I was like, "This dude means business. This is Emma's Biz- hair corner. Niz. Sit the fuck down." <laughs> Timothy <laughs> Chalamet with short hair is chef's kiss. Okay, the the long bob sort of thing that him and Rob got going on. Not a fan. Not a fan yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Oh, and the the Lily Rose Depp bunch at the end their hats are so silly your hat is so silly <laughs> your hat is Honestly. ridiculous i thought they were nuns but they're not are they no no that's just what they wore it's just daft they look ridiculous and then other other facts that i've got about this are it's his second time working with joel edgerton who played uh falstaff who, who also like wrote the film and his second yes. time working with director this is robert uh, director David Michard, I think that's how you say his name. Do you know what which other film he, he directed? No. The Rover. Ah. Which was also written by Joel Edgerton. God, that's a bit of a different And Joel Edgerton vibe. was also in Life. So your Robert Cinematic Universe is really coming together. Gosh, you guys, the Rob Avengers is coming. It's coming to a screen near you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just in time for the last episode. Yeah, I haven't really got anything else to say on it, really. No. It was so, good. should we give it a rating? Let's give it a rating. Why do I always do that? Why do I always go like weird Welsh? I don't think you can call it Welsh. I'm sorry. No. Sorry, the, sorry to as the, the Welsh offensive, As the offensive accent king of this podcast. The king. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> right, so is it the king or is it... No, I can't think of anything. Can I can't you? think of I can't think of anything for this one. I'm just going to give it um, a resounding pat on the back then. Oh, it gets a massive pat on the back from me. A Bloody big hell. slapping pat on the back. Slap on the back, more like. <laughs> Bloody hell. Okay, <laughs> let's move on then to Waiting for the Barbarians. Yes. Waiting for the Barbarians. Um, so what's this film about? Dullness. <laughs> so you didn't enjoy this film. No, I didn't. I, however, did. However, did you love it? I, I, didn't lo- I didn't love it, but I thought it was good. So it's Mark Rylance. I didn't Rylance. think it was bad, but I didn't enjoy it, you know? It's one of them. Yeah. Mark Rylance is, um, I don't know where he is. It looks like the Middle East or something. Yeah. And I got, one I of my first ones was... probably like was, Turkey somewhere, it seemed. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I was like, oh God, is this going to be a Queen of the Desert situation? 
that was just that was set in the desert and was really long and really boring. Yeah. But he's like the magistrate of this little like encampment. Uh, and there's like nomads or whatever that live out in the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he helps them out. He's he's a nice man. He's he's caring and all this. He's a and sweet guy. He's doing guy. a bit of archaeological excavation. He's just doing his own thing, really. Mm-hmm. And then this colonel shows up, who's played by Johnny Depp. Yeah, with um, like the sickest glasses ever. Actually, they're so weird, aren't they? Do you know what? Like one of the things I did like about this is when um, Mark Rylance is like, "Why do you wear those glasses?" And Johnny Depp's character's like to protect my eyes from the sun so I don't squint. See? No wrinkles. And he, like, takes his glasses off and he's got really smooth eyes. I was yeah. like, oh, that's a hot tip. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, so then he, Johnny Depp, he's, like, all in black and it's like, okay, so you're some sort of kind of, like, dictator-type figure, like, it felt fascist a regime. Bit, yeah, it felt a very, very fascisty. And they, they, there's these two guys that are in the prison uh, from, that are, like, the nomads who Johnny Depp and everybody else then start to call barbarians. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've just come to try and get some medicine for the for the younger lad because he's got a sore that won't heal. Mm-hmm. And Johnny, De- but they've been accused of stealing sheep. So Johnny Depp's like, "Oh no, I'm going to interrogate them." And Mark Rylance is like, "But they just want some medicine." He's like, "No, no, I'll get the truth out of them." And he basically just tortures them, uh, yeah. kills the older man, and like cuts up the young lad. So Mark Rylance is like, "I'm not a fan of this." It was quite a hard watch. <laughs> he says that he's that they've confessed that the barbarians are going to wage war and all this. And Mark Rylance is like, did, did, are they that? Like, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> Mark Rylance is such like a, I don't know, he's so wholesome. I think I found this yeah. film such a tough watch because his character just gets fucked over repeatedly and it's really sad. He's such a wholesome man. <laughs> he is. Um, and he's just, he's just trying to help everyone out. And so then they go and like raid all the um, barbarians, I'll use that term, and capture them and then fuck off basically mm-hmm. and as soon as they leave mark rylance is like no screw this let them all out like i'm not having any of this yeah and then he discovers this woman a bit later on it's like in four different seasons a bit later on this woman comes to him who is like she's slightly blind and she, her feet her ankles are broken so she's hobbling about and Aww. he like takes her under his wing and he's like trying to heal her there is a bit of weird stuff where he's like wiping her foot <laughs> and he like falls asleep on her foot and all this and it's a little bit strange yeah because um, it, it is sort of insinuated that he has a bit of a romantic connection to her yeah but know. we it's... never see anything like no over it's just yeah it's a bit hands-on with the feet <laughs> yeah and then he finds out that her father was like interrogated and tortured by johnny depp and that yeah and he's like oh my god i'm so sorry i didn't know and they like put a fork on a hot fork on her eye and stuff and that's why she can't see oh god Um, that's so evil yeah it's horrible and then eventually she's like he's like she can stay with me blah 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 blah. she's like no i don't want to i don't want to and he's like right okay i'll take you back to your people then Mm -hmm. and like relations between the barbarians and whatever country they are or whatever have like broken down a bit so they go into the desert with oh also we should mention Get your Rob Vengers horn ready. <laughs> Rob Vengers. <laughs> Harry Melling's in this film. Harry Melling's in this film again. I was very pleased to see Harry Melling. His face just brings a smile to my face. So he's one of like the subordinates to Mark Rylance. So they go out into the desert with this woman. They find the barbarians and they're like, oh, I've brought this woman back. I want to like try and be nice to you. Um, can I buy a horse off you so you get some money out of it too? And then they're like, fuck you, man. They're like, you think you're buying one of our horses? You can get 
to fuck, dude. They're like, you've you've brought this woman back to us, so that's why I'm not going to kill you. Yeah, and that's I'm the only reason. Mo- <laughs> I'm going to take your money as well. Fuck you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh, and she's like, what do you want from me? And he's like, oh, I just want you to stay with me because I like you. And she's Aww. like, I'm never going back. Fuck you. And it's like, oh, yeah, she's oh, like, are you insane? <laughs> are you crazy, white man? And he gets back to his base and all the soldiers have shown up again in his absence and Rob's there at this point. Finally, I will just say, I was waiting for Rob to come in a lot sooner than he did. Like, I think so that's he doesn't why, come in until the end of the film, really. I think he? that's why the film, I was just like, is this another Robert Pattinson film that isn't actually a Robert Pattinson film? He's in it more than, like, say, Queen of the Desert or, the, or that or whatever. Oh, yeah, definitely. And when he is in it... <laughs> It's quite amusing, I must say. Yeah. Um, so then he, they're like, where, where have you been? You've been consorting with the enemy. And they basically make him out to be a traitor mm-hmm. and all this and um, throw him in prison and all this sort of stuff. And then Johnny Depp shows back up and they're saying that he's been conspiring with them because he's got all these slips of paper and stuff that are in like secret code or like the mm-hmm. language of the barbarians and he reads them to him. And it, oh, so this is before it, actually. I'll get back onto that scene. But when Johnny Depp shows up, I get the second time he appears with all the. They've captured another load of barbarians, and they fucking. Oh my god! I just remember their hands to their mouths with barbed wire. Yeah, they've they've threaded like one long piece of barbed wire through all of their hands and cheeks, so they're all like tied together. It's like there's like some human centipede thing i know and that's ev- probably the everyone, second time i've mentioned everyone in the in the that, crowd yeah. is like Ugh. yeah yeah this is great and they start hitting them with a stick and then it's johnny so depp bad. like gets out a hammer and he's like yeah we're gonna hit them with a hammer now and they make a child hit them as well and then mark rylance is like fucking stop man like he's you like, wouldn't why hit an would animal hit... with a yeah you hit an animal with an animal with a hammer let alone a per like what are you doing and then he gets battered by rob with a stick and then yeah they get him to read the slips and i just got here that I was like Mark Rylance is a fucking sick actor man he's oh my god so yeah good. he's so good um just the, the whole scene where he's like reading the the bits of paper and yeah yeah I was just like oh this is he's a top tippity top man he's a tippity then, top um, guy he just like gets he's made an outcast in the in the village or whatever uh mm-hmm. he gets a load of shit off Rob um oh, and he finds yeah, out from a Rob woman is, like, who's like unhinged <laughs> who's like shaving him because he gets like a beard and all this she's like talking about the woman that he helped out and she's like oh she used to cry all the time and he's like oh yeah she was like away from her family or whatever blah 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 and she's like no you made her cry you're the one that made her cry and he's like what oh god so it's just getting worse and worse for him oh he's having a such a bad time is that and then he get he gets a bit of like rob gives him a bit of stick and then he sort of makes rob look like a bit of an idiot because he's like how do you can i ask you a question mate and he's like rob's like what what how like, do you sleep uh, how, how, how do you not, eat? how do you manage to eat after you batter someone yeah he's like what do you mean he's like well you know you've got their blood all over your hands and stuff so like do you go back to your quarters and like wash it off or like do you just eat it with the blood on your hands or like mm-hmm. that might that must make it weird when you're like eating with other people or like your loved ones and that and you've got blood all over your hands like and he's like fuck off you dickhead blah 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 Robert Pattinson's uh, character is so unhinged. Like when he hits Mark Rylance with that big stick, yeah, I felt that in my bones. <laughs> it looked so yeah, painful. Right. It's just a knobhead, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's uh, looking good though. Looking good. Oh yeah, uh, I, I like the authoritarian Rob. <laughs> 
I like the fascist Rob. It's a good look on our boy. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the the barbarians like kill one of the soldiers, fucking chop the top of his head off. Oh my god! Yeah. So they're all sat just outside the barracks eating dinner, aren't they? And this horse starts trotting towards them with one of the soldiers on it. It's got like his face is all blue and grey. And then they take his hat off and all these flies come out and they've like chopped the top of his head off and like half his brain is just in there. Yeah, lovely. It's a lovely time. And then I think even Rob's character gagged at that, even though yeah. he's pretty messed up dude. And then he, they basically like abandon ship, don't they? They're like, well, that's it, we fucked. <laughs> and then Johnny Depp's character arrives in his carriage and it's all battered and the whole place is like ransacked and all the people have turned on the soldiers because they've abandoned mm-hmm. them. And then uh, Mark Rylance like sort of assumes control again, but mm-hmm. all, there's no soldiers left at the at the village or whatever. And then the final shot of the film is just like pans up into the distance, and you just see this like the entire horizon is filled with barbarians riding towards the city, and you're like, oh, Ooh, you're like, what's fucked. gonna happen? You're all gonna die. I wouldn't say yeah. So I, I wouldn't say like nothing. There's nothing really standout happens in the film. I just no. I just really enjoyed it. I just find it really watchable. And I think that's down to Mark Rylance, if I'm honest. Um, I, I like a lot of stuff that he's in. I honestly didn't enjoy it. And maybe I just don't have a, a previous love for Mark Rylance. Like, not that I don't like him. I just obviously don't have the same <laughs> level of admiration yeah. as you. I do now, though, after that film. But I think I did find it a bit of a slog to watch, if I'm honest. I, f- I found him and Johnny Depp both very watchable. And Johnny I Depp guess was, I was brilliant, yeah. I was like, oh, these these guys are like absolutely killing it in their scene. Like, there's, there's like a, a few really long scenes between the both of them. There was a Johnny Depp is trying to force Mark Rylance to tell him like the barbarian secrets or whatever, and he's got his logbook ready to write about it. And Rob sat on the side, ready to take notes. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, that was the point where I was thinking, do you reckon Rob is like? sat in admiration like watching Johnny Depp and Mark Rylance because they were both just like just they were just pinging off each other so well and Johnny Depp both fucking oh I love it. him and like I, I was just thinking Rob was like sort of the junior actor in that yeah, trio yeah. I bet he was just there like this is great I would be I'd be like oh my god it was on on yeah that's that scene that's just that's the same scene that I got um my note about Mark Rylance just being a sick actor yeah they're, yeah they're they're both just great in it and yet, you just you just do feel really sad for Mark Rylance. Yeah, it sort of broke my heart a bit too much. <laughs> right, like know, it I, made I, me sad. I I enjoyed it. I didn't think it wasn't like because when you said that you didn't like it, I was like, oh, because I thought it was going to be like Queen of the Desert, which was just boring, really long, and I don't I couldn't tell you what happened in it. Do you know what? I think after talking about it, similar to Lighthouse, I think I like it more after yeah. reflecting on it. I think it was one of them where. I just maybe I expected too more too much like action and there wasn't a lot. Yeah, yeah. But that's my fault for going. I into think it it's with more. I think it's more of a aren't humans fucked kind of thing. Yeah, and but not like, but not in a way that's not in a way well. that's like like high life where people are artificially inseminating each other and shit like that. Just like actual dictators of shit. Fascists yeah, just like shit. human interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's it's not re- there's not really else much else we can say about it. If people 
fancy a watch of it, maybe give it a watch. But it is it is quite slow paced again, another slow paced one. But mm-hmm. I think coming in from the king into this set me up nice for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because that was that was a long film and fairly slowly paced, and more about like the acting and shit. And obviously there's some action in it as well. But um, yeah. I think yes, that set me up nice for it. I was in because I watched the I watched the king in this back to back. So I, I just whacked him out <laughs> straight. I was like, you I watched the King in two out. parts because I I watched the first part of the King late at night and I was falling asleep. So I was like, no, I want to I want to watch this and enjoy it. So I woke up, watched the rest of the King, and then went straight into waiting for the barbarians. Yeah, maybe a little that, insight maybe into my helped. viewing schedule there. Very nice. Yeah. So should we give it a rating? Yeah, we'll give it a rating. I, again, can't think of think of a film one for this um no we're probably going to get shown up again by our listeners telling us a pun that we didn't if any if anyone can think of an amazing pun for waiting for the barbarians you've got a lot to work with maybe some of the actors in it mark rylance johnny depp do do your thing let us know do your thing do what you want to do drop messages on one on one of our social medias let us know how stupid we are yeah but so yeah it's a pat on the back from me yeah, it's a pat on the back. It would be give rude not to give a it a pat, pat on the back. On the back. A pat on the back. A pat on the back. So that's from like some CBBS program, which for can't relate. Sorry, anyone listening outside of the UK, which I'm sure you are, all two of you. <laughs> that's like a children's, a, a, a toddler's uh, TV channel in the UK. Yeah, that's what Tom watches um, after work now at the age of 25. 25, almost 26. It's almost my birthday. Aww. If anyone, anyone listening wants to get me a little little summit. A little something, something. <laughs> no one's going to do that. No one's <laughs> going to do that. It's 27th of December anyway, if anyone's yeah. worth wondering. Just so you know. Just so you know. I'll be expecting lots of things now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> flood the fan mail. Flood it. We've already had one piece of fan mail. Can yeah, you make it um, two? Which we loved. We loved it. We did. It was absolutely stunning. Stunning. Shall we move stunning. on then? To the official Robert Pattinson ranking. Let's do it. Okay, I'll do the top five as per usual. Any accents? Can you please do Robert Pattinson in the lighthouse? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I'm going to have to do a little bit of his thing to get into the accent. To it's gonna, it's just going to go New York again. I can feel it now, but... <laughs> I'm sick of your farts! <laughs> <laughs> in your number five he's just gone new york i can't do it uh i'm gonna do willem defoe's one the okay. she the atlantic seaman yeah do that. or a vast gym lad in at number five we've got new moon a vast in at number four it's harry potter and a goblet of fire you see you're mad i moody now then okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> carry on in at number three, I've gone Irish now. It be good <laughs> time. It does. So it does. I'll just do Irish for the rest of it, like. In at number two, I'll be fact. It's the last city of Zed. And in at number one, well, bloody hell, mate. It's bloody remember me. Isn't oh, that like? Bloody hell, like. Fucking hell. That uh, was, wow. That was what they call... A well-travelled accent, <laughs> in that it travelled all the way around <laughs> uh, the different parts of the UK. Oh my god! Wow. Um, How many so, people did you offend with that? I'm just getting more and more each week. 
We've got to come up with something new. Keep it fresh. <laughs> How can we offend people next week? <laughs> so, where do you want to stick the lighthouse? Um, it's got a, it's got to be up somewhere. I don't know if it's in the top five. Is it? No. So, just out of the top five, we've got the four shittest Twilight films. Mm. So, a- anything that's not New Moon. So nine, eight, seven, and six are all Twilight films. Is it better than any of those? Where would you put it? Uh, I might put it better than Twilight. Yeah, I think objectively it is, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So where would we put? So that's in at number eight for anyone okay. keeping score. Cool. Where would you put the King? Probably above. Oh, I don't know. For it's me, hard. for me, this is going to be a top three. Top three. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Are you it. kidding me? Maybe that didn't come across, but I really, really enjoyed it. Holy shit. Okay. Well, it's going to have to knock off something then. So What's we have five Remember currently? Me. So the top three are Remember Me, Lost City of Zed and Good Time. I think then it's better than... Then number four is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I think it's better than Good Time. Well, really? I, I was willing to put it below Good Time and above Harry Potter, but if you're willing to put it above Good Time... Yeah. I'm feeling fruity today. Okay. And then finally, waiting for the barbarians. I mean, that's not top five for me. No, that's not. No, that's not top five. But it is good. How are you feeling about sticking it around life and water for elephants? Yeah, that sounds about right. Better than water for elephants? Yes. Okie doke. That's in at number twelve. The more I think about water for elephants, the more I don't like it. So. <laughs> okay, and we'll we won't post it this week we'll save it for next week when we add the final two films oh my god it's so exciting and then next week i will read out the list in full for everyone yeah. to listen to so the final two films for anyone wondering are tenet and the devil all the time i am now, excited for both you've of seen these. both of those films uh um, i've only seen no, one no i haven't i haven't seen the devil all the time oh i thought you'd watched it no, I was going to, and then I think it was it was one of them where I put it on at like eight at night and realised I'm too tired to pay attention. Um, ah. Tenet, I've seen twice though, and I'm going to watch it again. So I I, um, I decided to save Devil all the time because I knew we were doing this podcast, so I was well, like, no, I'll save it before, for a fresh watch. Before we finish, I've got a little, just a little, Robert Pattinson fact of the week. TM. <laughs> Um, so we're really clutching at straws now. We're a lot of episodes in. Um, the facts aren't as fun as they used to be. Um, this is no asteroid. But fact. we 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 make them fun, Emma. We do. Last week so... we discovered Winnie the Pooh. You know, we make we make of it what we will. So can you, Adam, and believe it that Robert Pattinson is best friends or very close friends with none other than pop star Katy Perry? Shut the front door. Apparently she was very good at helping him through his very public breakup with none other than Case Stew. And yeah, they're really close friends. Very good pals. Oh, Like well. enough enough for that to end up on the 42 sparkling facts about Robert Pattinson. That's how much of a fact that is. So Wow. I mean, what I've taken from that is the line from Firework, do you ever feel like a plastic bag, is directly inspired by robert pattinson because when you yeah. think about it i mean if you really think about it is there another person that you can think of that better personifies a plastic bag now, now you mention it okay if you replaced edward cullen in the twilight films with a plastic bag with a little face drawn on it 
I don't know if it would make that much difference because they're basically the same thing. Hold tight, spider monkey. <laughs> but except when the, when the bag says it, it would be... <laughs> You'd have a lot of harder time getting on its back, but I'm sure they could CGI it or something. Oh my god! Uh, oh my god! See, we make of we make of these facts what we shall. Well, the title uh, of that fact is "You're hot and cold." You're hot and you're cold. You're yes and you're no. You need to sing that song, but using all of those quotes from Rob's little soliloquy from the lighthouse. Oh, oh, okay. Skin. You smell like piss, you smell like jism, like rotten dick, like curdled foreskin, like hot onions fuck to farm your shit house. <laughs> you don't really want to stay, no. No, you don't really want to go home. Oh my god. that was. Does that work I with any song? Does that work with any song? <laughs> Give me Try a song. It. I'll make it fit. Um, give you any song. Um, all I want for Christmas is you, seeing as it's the festive season. You smell <laughs> like piss. <laughs> <laughs> you smell like jism, like rotten dick, <laughs> like curdled foreskin, like hot onions. <laughs> there you go. Anyway. Hell. Oh, hell. Okay. Whew, that was that, that's the end, fun. isn't it? There's, there's not m- much more we can do with that. <laughs> Let it end. Oh, God. That was so, fun. if anyone's got any more uh, suggestions of songs that they'd like me to sing that quote to, <laughs> let us know. How could they let us know, Emma? They could let us know on um, Twitter at On A Roll Pod, Instagram at On A Roll Pod, Facebook On A Roll Pod, Gmail On A Roll Pod at gmail.com. Or our website, honorallpod.com. I think that's it. Is that Basically, it? what I've taken from that is, if you type honorallpod somewhere, you will find us. Yeah, we will be there. And also, if you ask Tom to sing a song to that Lighthouse quote on Twitter, we can actually reply with voice notes on Twitter now. So, oh, can we? just saying. Wow. Just saying. You might get a little treat in your mentions. A little, a little treaty true. Treaty true? A little shumma shum. Shumma shumma. Um... If you've enjoyed the episode, why wouldn't you have? Um, you've got classic, you've got me singing hot and cold with the lyrics, you smell like piss, you smell like jism. <laughs> then leave us a rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please do, please do. If you, yeah, that's about it, isn't it? Oh, we also have a YouTube um, on pod. But, you know, if you want to f- subscribe to us there. Um, because, actually, there, there might be a reason to do that, because we said a while ago that we would release the full version of our theme song when we finish the oh, series or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so if you want to um, get a load of that in your ear holes, then subscribe. And at the end of um, series one of On A Roll, we will release it. Yeah. But until next time, for the, our final time talking about Rob. Oh, I'm sad. We've come to the end. Um, we will see you or speak to you or you'll hear us next week speak to you next week boys and girls goodbye others goodbye goodbye Goodbye. (laughs) bye boy planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.